Welcome to the Penguin Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tate. We have an incredible show for you this week. The main event is my good buddy and brother from the state of Florida, Eric Casey. We'll discuss his effect, perfect oil and water, and a lot more. Nick Lacapo stops by the show to discuss the feature part of the week in a flagrant abuse of my power as the host and producer of this show. Before all of that, we kick things off with one of our quick fire segments where your favorite magicians tell me the literature they would love to be lost at sea with. One of the hardest working magicians in Chicago, Danny Orleans, joins me for Desert Island Magic Books. Danny Orleans, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast for Desert Island Magic Books. Let's suppose you wash up on a desert island with one magic book, but it's made of Tyvek, so it's not going to fall apart in the wind and the rain and the sand. What is your Desert Island Magic Book? My Desert Island Magic Book would be a way to kind of cheat around your parameters of only one book. (laughs) Because Eugene Berger's book Mastering the Art of Magic is a compilation of many of his books. That is uh, one of the only allowable rules for getting around my only one book, but Mastering the Art of Magic is fantastic. Uh, it is, it's a wonderful book. It's very much in sort of the same idea of Prism in that it collects a lot of his other notes and books and such on, on theory right. and whatnot. But why do you find yourself returning to this book over and over again? Well, The reason is, especially since Eugene passed away a number of years ago now, you know, he was a very close friend of mine Mm -hmm. and single-handedly responsible more than any other magician to uh, really teach me close-up magic. You know, when I first met Eugene, I was doing 250 school shows a year. Yeah. And um, I was interested in in close-up magic and I would go to lectures on close-up magic at Magic Inc., here in Chicago, but, but I, uh, you know, really wasn't, I didn't know even know how to start learning close-up magic. But when I met Eugene, he really taught me. He's the one who took me under his wing and he had just started doing magic professionally himself. I think he was uh, less than a year into it. But I love this book because it's all Eugene. You can hear his voice when you read it. And yeah. We were so close. We had lunch every week for, you know, practically all the time I knew him when we were both in town anyway. And, uh, you know, it brings, I feel it brings me closer to him. Plus there's really great stuff in that book. It really Practical. is. I mean, every single trick in that book is something he actually performed hundreds of times. These are not theories or, or ideas. You know, this is re- the real work he was all about you know, doing the real work. It's, uh, you know, I, I love that you bring up that um, sort of Eugene sort of came to magic a little bit later in life as a professional, I should say, uh, because it's so often we forget uh, that he was a he was a teacher. He was a professor for, for right. quite some time, uh, which yeah. is why he was such an effective magic teacher and yeah. such an effective magic communicator. And losing him was losing uh, someone who was so effective at communicating their thoughts in magic. And this book, this collection of material of Eugene's, is just such a wonderful way to to capture what he was so good at. Mm -hmm. Is there any particular trick you find yourself uh, uh, loving the most out of this book that our listeners might want to take a look at? Well, the trick I love the most is the one I do. You know, I mean, I do material from this book and uh, one that is often overlooked is Matt Shulian's 
card corner in the glass. Ooh. Do you know that trick? You know, um, I know how good Matt Shulian's material is because I've performed in Chicago so often and heard so many great stories, but why don't you tell our listeners about the card corner in glass? So the way Matt Shulian performed it was he'd have a card selected, signed, put back in the deck. The deck was then shuffled and then cut by the spectator. Um, Matt would pick up the deck and put it on the ma- on the f- mouth upside of a drinking glass, a bar glass, could be a wine glass, could be a tumbler, doesn't matter. And then he would take a spoon and he would tap the side of the glass very hard. Mm-hmm. So, so the glass would actually move maybe a quarter of an inch, a half an inch, and the deck being slippery would kind of shift on top. And the spectator would see a card corner. The spectator didn't know what they saw. They saw this <laughs> flutter of something in the glass, yeah. something falling from the deck to the bottom of the glass. And when they looked inside the glass, they saw a corner of their playing card, the the index of the playing card. It's, it's then, an amazing trick. Then the deck would be taken off. The spectator could, could mm. take the deck off of the glass, spread it and find their sign card in the center of the deck. And of course it would be missing the corner. Oh, it's, it's such a good trick and just so, such an iconic piece of Chicago magic history. Well, Mastering the Art of Magic by Eugene Berger is such a great... But first of all, bravo on getting around my only one book rule. Uh, but second of all, <laughs> thank you so much for bringing uh, not just a great book, but also a great story uh, to Desert Island Magic Books. Thanks for joining us, Danny. Thanks so much to Danny Orleans for joining me on the show. If you want to hear his thoughts on doing trade show magic tangos, be sure to listen to the last week's episode. Danny shares some valuable thoughts. On to the main event. Eric Casey shot to magic stardom with his hit effect, Poker Test. This year, he came back with an incredible effect called POW, Perfect Oil and Water. Eric Casey has been in the mind behind some of the weirder videos Penguin has made and run slighted for years, producing incredible content for magicians around the world. I caught up with Eric at the IBM International Convention in Pittsburgh to discuss POW, his upcoming release, Princess Test. He's one of my favorite people to talk to, and he's going to be one of your favorite people to listen to, and you'll find out why when you join our conversation. Eric Casey, thanks so much for joining me here. Back on the Penguin Magic podcast so glad to have you eric tate thank you for having me here a tale of two erics eric squared oh, love it um when are we going to start our own convention the erics only convention well i just feel was that limited to performers limited to guests the erics only how's it work i you know don't know it's so good to see it you would be small <laughs> we are here at the ibm international convention and i was taking a spin through the dealer's room and then you yelled at me and i didn't recognize you because you have a beard right now yeah i grew some facial hair so get this though this isn't like uh this isn't even a joke i've i've never tried to grow a beard in my life you've never tried to grow a no beard? this is first try I my entire life i got told my whole family on both sides, it'd be like, you know, men in your, this family can't grow facial hair. My brother can't. My dad can't. Like, everyone has just horrible facial hair. You were on the record with me, though, as having, like, told me that, like, you take collagen to, like, make your top hair, like, very <laughs> fancy and full and, and, and irritating yeah. to people like me who have no hair. This yeah. is scintillating magic conversation. Yeah, this is. This is. No, but you want to know why I grew the facial hair? Why did you grow the facial and we'll, hair? we'll dive into it, I guess, yeah. in a second. But, uh... So the Penguin team mm-hmm. came down to Florida to yes. film some stuff. That's why we're talking. And I didn't then film, know. Yeah, film some extra stuff with me. And okay. It's, it's all it's all roundabout. Um, last time we talked about mental health a little bit. So we we're did. Gonna, we're going to dive back into it. Oh, small. Into it. 
But uh, so we film all this stuff and it's like, right, we film the regular demo stuff in Columbus, but mm-hmm. I have more weird ideas, which hopefully by the time this airs, it'll have been out. If you haven't purchased Poker Test in a while, you need to. A, because everybody should have Poker Test 2.0. It's an amazing thing. But B, the new packaging with oh, you yeah. on your front porch in a bathrobe is incredible. It might be the single greatest piece of packaging we've ever put together. Have you seen Pal's packaging? I haven't. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, so let's, so it's better. Please continue uh, with the story. So the Penguin yeah. team came down to Florida. So they come to film. Florida because I have all these extra ideas that I'm like, man, I want to shoot this. I'd love to do this. Just these goofy stuff. Yeah. And they were just into it. And I was like, let's do it. So yeah. like, we'll be in Florida. Let's knock it out. So we do this day of like, we don't film a single magic trick. Literally. Mm-hmm. At no point do I touch a deck of cards. Yeah. We film the wildest, weirdest stuff. It's all the stuff just kind of bubbling in my head at all times. And right, like, how do you not get a natural high? And I'm, like, feeling so good of, like, I got to, you know, do all this stuff that, like, I never would be able to get to do if it wasn't for y'all's team just giving me the thumbs up and saying yes. I mean, like, look, you know everybody at Penguin loves working with you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, we always love hanging out with you at conventions and stuff. But let's talk about these new tricks that we're coming out Before with. we do that, though, let me finish the story. Oh, sorry. I right. didn't even get to the beard Full stuff. Sir. You're just on, sorry. you're on interview mode and I, I appreciate I, yeah, it. Yeah, I'm totally. But and I'm uh, on, I'm catching up with my friend mode because I haven't seen you in a minute. No, let's uh, do it. Let's and do we're it. We're just going to record it. But, uh, right. So we film, we film. And then we shoot everything and it goes great. And then mm-hmm. they just go, okay. Well, we'll see you later, man. Mm-hmm. And then we go our separate ways. Mm hmm. And it's just like, I don't know, I went from such a high to such a low so fast. Cause I was like, that was so much fun that I like literally hit oh. a depression era for like maybe three weeks, four weeks. I just like barely did anything. Just yeah. Barely came out of my house, all of that. And just no lie, I wasn't keeping up with myself and my facial hair just started growing. And then uh, Shaggy came to town to play a concert in Jacksonville <laughs> for free. <laughs> So I'd go to that show, run into some friends, and all of those friends were like, whoa, facial hair looks great, man. And I was like, oh, it, wait, what? It is a little scraggly Wolverine-ish, but yeah, it, well, looks, it does look good. That's because I've never trimmed it, because I've never done it, and I have no idea how. So and your beard looks great, so after this, you can give me some tips. I have a razor here in my room. I'll, oh. I'll, I'll train you up on it. Okay, um, sweet. It's, it, it is interesting, though. You are not the first person that I have been told, like, oh, I was filming with you and it was so much fun. And then we were done, like, I've, I've had like a little bit of withdrawal. And I think it's something that we don't always realize because no. we're just constantly, yeah. fi- like, for us, we're like, can, That's we, your life, get, can right? we get a yeah. break? I, I mean, want to not film, yeah. yeah um, for me, it was like, yeah, here's all my ideas. We did it. I was like, wow, look how supportive you guys are. Which, like, not that y'all aren't supportive, yeah. but right, saying, like, these ideas were weird. Yeah. Um, and uh, hopefully the videos are out by now, but... So there's the right the me shirtless on the beach digging for the perfect oil and water trick. Oh man. There's no magic in that. And it's just there's continuity errors throughout it on purpose. All this like strange stuff on purpose. And then like me dancing in the princess dress and the muscle suit for the princess test, which we'll all talk about in a second as well. And it's just yeah, again, no magic, just weird. I and th- it's like, ah, oh, it was so much fun. I think people do forget sometimes that we are also filmmakers here at P3 and like we really like shooting weird like I constantly look back and go people say well man COVID was really rough and I'm like yeah but I actually got to film the Screams at Midnight deck and that took us like a week but it was really fun Uh, like we made a Pepper's Ghost Illusion for this demo and it was just like it was so much fun I love doing the weird weird filmmaking to this day one of my favorite things I filmed is uh, uh, Princess on the Go by Josh Birch it's presented by Dan Harlan 
and I filmed Dan Harlan doing a princess trick underwater in a pool. What? That's yes. great. Because the princess and the go-karts are plastic, so you can take them. Oh, into a, sweet. Okay. So you can take them into a pool. Like, that was part of the thing. That's There's good. another one where, like, he's, like, doing the princess trick in the shower, yeah. like, in a full suit. I mean, we're just, like, sort of demonstrating how durable the cards are, but it was just, yeah. like, Dan came to us with a bunch of weird ideas, and we were like, let's do it. See, I love that, man. It's yeah. so much more fun, and, like... I couldn't believe it when I pitched all my weird ideas and they ever, they were like, yeah, we'll shoot them all. I was oh, like, what? Come to it's Penguin like, with weird ideas. We want, oh, yeah. we want to make those weird demos. Um, it's the best. It's, it's great. Okay. But, so now we do have to talk about this. You alluded to yeah. these two tricks that we're yeah. coming out with perfect oil and water. You showed me like right before the tricks convention and it like, I showed you it the day I came up with it, it or like was, the day I had the method down. Yeah. It fooled me like badly. I mean, it's gimmicked, but I yeah, mean, it's heavily. Well, not heavily, actually. Well, because I've seen video of it's, John Hinton doing it, too, and it fooled me even worse when he did it. Because he does the full hand separate. Did he, you see Jackie's version? Oh. It'll be on the demo, but... Uh, I think... Jackie has put this on... For Instagram, those of you who don't twice. know what we're talking about, Jackie Yu has done Eric Casey's Perfect Oil & Water, a Penguin product, on his Instagram, and it's, yeah. it's nuts. He was the first person to... Actually, no, I think John posted it first, but then Jackie's posted it twice now, and it's like, I want to reach out and be like, y'all, stop posting. Like, this trick at, isn't out yet. But, uh, like, John posted like, it, and I didn't realize that it was the same one you showed me. Yeah. Because the handling was so different. Yeah. And I'll say this, too, though, just because it's, so it's by Eric Casey and mm -hmm. by John Hinton. So That's John fair. is the one who called me mm -hmm. and said, Eric, I want to do an oil and water where the fronts, you know, are red and black, but the backs are also red and black or red and blue, whatever deck mm -hmm. you're using. And, uh, and he's like, and I can't figure out how to do it um, and make it like look good. Right. Without yeah. like obscene sleight of hand. He's like, but I bet you can do it. Uh, and it took us mm -hmm. two or three like FaceTime sessions of, and John, this is, I'm not like no, putting John, John down. John's John, John will admit that it was mostly John just cheering me on yeah. as I came up with different methods different ideas different concepts of like how it could be done and john would just sit there and and like critique some of course yeah but uh but yeah but he was there the whole time um i think that we can be a little i mean this is a podcast native magicians and we're talking about a marketed product and we're not supposed to like give away secrets but if you've purchased poker test yeah you kind of know what's going on yeah it's um, a similar method yeah but it's to it, a degree it's it's again it's altered right it's not just yeah. poker test method uh it's because i'm having a hard time like reconstructing how that would work in my head with the the fronts and the backs separating oh like yes yeah. it i had a hard time too like that's, <laughs> no lie i had a very hard time figuring out how, how to make it how to get it stacked appropriately how to make sure because the poker test you have to displace a card yeah to make the cards change yeah um and so now it was like okay well then how do i take the internals of poker test but now change it kind of on the outside a little mm -hmm. bit so i don't have to displace anything so when you see in the video right yeah there's not a card moving from front to back there's nothing happening yeah it they just it's mix and unmix and it's that's like it. yeah. it's so clean how do you so, and I guess I, I have the same question for like Kyle Purnell and Lightyear because I feel like this and Lightyear are in the same vein in that what you've set yourself as you go, there is an imp there must be some combination where this will all work the way I want yeah. it to. And th there's not a guarantee that that'll work. Like how do you, oh, yeah. like uh, how do you keep working through that <laughs> until you, like at what point did you, how do you not throw up your hands when you're going, there has to be some permutation of John, this? 
is how I don't. Just John throw, just cheering you on? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It is actually. Sorry to interrupt, but this week the show is brought to you by Ultra Lucky Coin from me, Eric Tate. Nick LaCabo, join me via Zoom for this completely unbiased discussion about one of the best card tricks in the history of magic. Nick, we are over 200 episodes in. And it was brought to my attention that we have never used this podcast for personal gain. What? Really? I know. I know. We, you know, we're in. Well, it took I, us this long. It took us this long to abuse our power. And wow. So, so this week, wow. this week, we should these. Then whatever we're about to talk about, everybody listening should thank us by purchasing this. Yeah, absolutely. I'm talking ultra lucky coin. Mm-hmm. At least it's good. Yeah, it's amazing. And I and <laughs> we're getting a deal on this. This is great. It's completely unbiased. Mm, yeah, no, we had nothing to do with this. No. And actually we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh no, so Ultra Lucky Coin is uh it's got my name on it, but uh, I think everyone knows by now that you worked very heavily and closely with me on this project too. And uh it's basically an expansion on the Lucky Coin plot that was originally created by Eddie Fields and is made popular by John Armstrong and Roberto Giobi, and you and I just took the plot a little bit further with a kicker ending. Sure did, sure did. Well, this trick for, I mean, I've been performing it for over a decade now, which mm-hmm. is crazy to say out loud. Uh, but yeah, I'd been performing it, and then when we met, we both figured out that we both liked the same trick, and we both had different takes on it, so we put a project together on it. Basically, you have somebody pick a card and you tell them, you have them lose the card in the deck and you tell them, you introduce a poker chip that's worth a hundred bucks, it's a black chip, and you say, if your card's not underneath the chip at the end of the trick, you get to keep it. They place the chip on uh, on the spread, eliminating down to just one card, and then you, you flip over the chip and on the back is a little message that says your card. After that, uh, that little joke right there, they take a look at the card and it is the card they selected. But then you turn the chip over one more time and you can reveal that the name of the card or the image of the card is on your chip. It's very fun. Yeah. Chip transforms from your card to their card. Yeah. <laughs> and it doesn't say their card. There's a fine yeah, print yeah. version and a transformation version. And we also make it in English, Spanish, and French. And so if you really like the transformation version, the extra there's extra reveals so and the cover pieces that we include with them uh transfer yeah. from piece yeah to piece. it breaks down like this there's one chip that changes can do like a mechanical change right from your card to actually having the, their printed card on it and then there's a second chip which a lot of people get confused about um that has a it says your card on it but it also says in fine print on the back of the chip i know you chose the three of clubs or whatever it says. And then, yeah, you can get multiple force card reveals Mm -hmm. if you pick up the international versions. It might seem confusing if you're like, well, I don't speak French. Well, it doesn't matter. The chip's going to come without any tech. I mean, you can just throw out the French part because you already Mm -hmm. have the part in English. You can just use the chip with the different card on the back of it. So there's multiple force cards available as well. And we've been very lucky to uh, be able to keep producing this. And uh, I can't believe we haven't talked about it on the podcast before. But uh, Well, it just should be a staple. We'll just, we'll do it on the next podcast as well. Yeah. And the one after that. And we'll just, you should put it at the top of the episode. Every like right when the special guest is about to talk, just cut. And then go right back <laughs> to this commercial. 
Uh, Ultra Lucky Coin by Eric Tate and Nick Lacapo. That's Ultra Lucky Coin from Eric Tate, available at penguinmagic.com. As always, the wonderful listeners to our show receive 25% off the featured product of the week when they enter a special discount code at checkout. This week, that code is your card. That's your card, all one word, Y-O-U-R-C-A-R-D, for 25% off Ultra Lucky Coin. That code is only available on Penguin Magic and only available this week until the next episode, the next episode of the show airs. Now, back to my conversation with Eric Casey. How do you not throw up your hands when you're going, there has to be some permutation of John this. is how I don't. Just John throw, just cheering you on? Yeah, I'm not going to lie. It is actually that. The amount of times that I would get so close and be like, I got it. And then yeah. we'd do it. I'm like, oh, I didn't get it. Yeah. And John would be like, oh, well, keep going. Like, what went wrong? Let's figure it out. So, yeah, knowing me, I would have given up way quicker. But John, John kept pushing me to just do it. And then I did it. So, uh you, so yeah. Now you said so. The princess test is along the same lines. It's a, it's a princess. It's the princess card trick, but with, but using this method that is sort of synonymous with Eric Casey now. Yeah. Um, and then this one also is altered to a degree, as obviously. You said you get to hand out a card at the end. That the, one's the collaborative kicker. as well. Yeah. So that's that's uh, me and Sebastian. Um, Mistovich. Uh, Gerhardt now. He did oh, name change. Name change. Yeah, oh, Sebastian Gerhardt. Easier to pronounce, easier to say. Excellent. Same, same Sebastian that we're all thinking yeah, of. Yeah, same Sebastian. Also, just same thing with me, right? Like, yeah. my last name is not Casey. Yeah. Uh, easier to say. You're not going <laughs> to get my last name either. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so this is a funny story, which we, I will be public about it now, but back then I was like, I can't tell people this. Yeah. Uh, so we did a lecture tour together. Yeah. Um, it was really fun. We'll probably do it again soon because we just had him and I have the best time together. Absolutely. And we get to lecture together and it was great. The, our, our literal first lecture together, we're hanging out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're, oh man, I'll actually, I'll refrain from some details, but we're hanging out and he just pitches an idea mm-hmm. and he was like, I bet. And same thing with John. He just went, mm-hmm. I bet you could come up with a princess card trick. That could be so fooling Eric. <laughs> And I was like, ah, I might be able to. And I went, do it. We're lecturing in three hours. And I go, what? He's like, yeah, let's just do it. Let's figure it out. And so same thing. It's it's me wanting not, like, mm-hmm. I, I could I would have given up so quickly. But it's Sebastian being like, no, no, no. Like, f- try it this way. Do it this way. And yeah. just kind of keeps pushing me until, until we had this method where, uh, I mean, it's, I mean, there's so much bias to me, right? Because yeah. it's my trick. But I do think it's the best because... The structure of the routine is great. Mm-hmm. Look at a card quickly, memorize it. But you, instead of saying, I'm going to read your mind, mm-hmm. you say, I'm going to m- make your card disappear, but like in your hand. And so, mm-hmm. you, right, you see the demo, I put the card in their hand. Yeah. Then I say, did you get it? Mm-hmm. Or did I get it? They say yes. So then the gimmick cards are now gone in the pocket. Oh, and so they good. have the card in their hand that they think is theirs. Yeah. And then, right, you just snap, they turn it over and it's a blank card. And now it's no longer, I've never had anyone ask me, well, what? Well, what was the card I was thinking of? Yeah. Because they know, they know that I know, so I don't have to ask. And now it's gone, and now the heat is. Well, how is that possible? And I, right, the beauty of the trick is I never know what the card was. I never yeah. know what the card was. It doesn't matter. It's got no this, cares. It's got this, like, very Woody Aragon quality to it. Where like That's a high honor. Wow. Where Woody has a bunch <laughs> Woody has a bunch of tricks where Woody has like no idea what their trick their card is. Yeah. But then he does the reveal and they go, oh my God, and they freak out. And Woody still has no idea yeah, yeah, what their yeah. card is, which is great, which is really nice. But also you have this really wonderful talent for figuring out how to like 
routine things in a way that seem very natural. I mean, I have lectured on my ambitious card and I credit you all the time because there's a move in there where I'm openly displacing a card and I never would have thought to do it unless you had told me to do that. And I think that's one of the things that you're so good at in a routine is just like figuring out those little nuances that make the trick just totally fly. And and this is just another one of yeah. those. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes to the fact that like, uh, how much I perform for laymen, yeah. but who are my friends? So they see a lot, but oh, it's okay. But it allows me to to find out what do they notice mm-hmm. and what don't they notice. Yeah, and they don't laymen don't notice anything really. If, if we're casual about it, they don't. Right? It's like yeah. if I'm tight with the move, my mm. friends are quick to be like, "Well, what's he doing?" Yeah. But the second I'm just casually, yeah, displacing a card, doing a thing, well, they don't care either. It's, and it's like, it just flies by everyone. It's sort of like how it's very difficult to fool your family. Yeah. Like, I, I can't fool my mother with sleight of hand. Yeah. Top three in the world. She always sees it. Because she, like, knows that I'm moving incorrectly. Yeah, exactly. Right? But it's like somebody else who is not, like, is not as intimately, you know, familiar with my body language would have no idea. Right? Like, yeah. your sister, like, how, how, you probably, it's probably have a hard time fooling your sister, right? I do, but... I, it's so funny. She's a bad example because I, well, she's but, been around uh, magicians for so long. Exactly, but I, but the same. It's the same concept. Yeah. I fool her with the simplest things. Yeah, and it's only because I'm doing a simple thing casu- casually. Yeah, and that throws her off. And oh. then she's like, "What? Like, yeah. how is that?" So I did this trick once, um, and it literally was just a card divination. Yeah. Right, selected a card, in in a very impossible manner. Yeah, where like she takes the card. It gets she mixes it in the deck, all of that, and then I'm still able to find the card. Mm-hmm. And I think I just did it behind my back, yeah, too, right? Which I think most magicians right away to be like, okay, it's a stripper deck, then, yeah, because that's yeah, that's, that's the way it, that's right, right. That's why most people use the stripper decks when they're not familiar with them. Yeah, but it's just like the way I had her handle the cards was so specific, but also I just made sure I was leaning back. Not yeah. caring. Yeah. Even though I'm giving really specific direction. But it's like, you know, this air of like, whatever, like, just mix yeah. them, do that, whatever, all that stuff. And then I get the card. And her first line, honestly, was, okay, well, it's not a stripper deck. So it must, was it this? <laughs> and I just remember sitting there being like, yo, what? It is like, absolutely a stripper yeah, deck. Yeah, it's the best. Um, I have a new trick as well uh, that's going to be in my book that um, I'm almost done with. Very excited. That's exciting. Called the... Uh, it's the intuition test, and then there's a second version called the memory test because mm-hmm. I have no desire to change my naming scheme. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but it's so funny. So yeah. when I filmed expression test mm-hmm. with my buddy uh, Joel De Silva, he mm-hmm. shot and directed the whole thing, and then this guy James Camp was like sort of consulting on the project. Mm-hmm. My brain gets so hyper focused on one thing until it's done, mm-hmm. and then I don't care. Then I'm just like, oh, I'll do it. Yeah. And so we're sitting at a bar and we're just shot the rest of the demo. And it's the same thing, right? Gary, casual nature. Yeah. But they're like, well, what's next, Eric? What do you got? And I was like, oh, I do have this trick I forgot about. Mm-hmm. And I fried James with it. Love it. And, and he just sat there and went, that's not pot. Like, that's not possible. <laughs> what you Because it's my, well, I did it with my deck. And he went, yeah. he's like, is your deck special? And I went, okay, yeah. Joel, give me your deck. Yeah. And I, Joel didn't see it. So then I did it with him. And fried him too. Love and James it. is watching. So now James has seen it twice with two decks. And it's the same thing though. Yeah. They both went, it would be possible if he did X. Mm-hmm. And they went, but Eric wouldn't do that. 
And so then they just moved on. And I'm like, you nailed it first try. That's so but good. But because I'm just not doing it the way a magician does it, and I'm doing it casual, sloppy even, yeah. like the move doesn't look good, but nothing looks good when I'm doing it. So yeah. then everyone's like, oh, it's just like, he's just barely handling these cards. And it's like, no, I'm, I'm doing stuff. It's just, I do it as casual, as laid back, as chill, that like you just don't see it. Well, Eric Casey, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast. And if you're listening to this right now, go check out Eric's brand new deck. Oh, Eric, yeah. Eric's, Eric Casey's Flamingo deck. Kate, well, Casey's playing cards. Casey's playing cards. Yeah. Check out Casey's playing cards. I just picked some up myself. I'm super excited. I'll tell you guys on the podcast, but I'm not telling this isn't a public thing, but they're yeah. fully marked with a pretty subtle marking system um, that we're really proud of that no one's really used before. And uh, it's got a one-way back design as well. That's also very subtle. It has a uh, double facer that if you buy three decks, you could do some, uh, you have the cards to do stand-up Monty. But that's only if you own stand-up Monty, right? Yeah. You can now supplement it. But if you don't own stand-up Monty, buy that, then buy my cards. But uh, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty a, good deck. A little podcast exclusive. Yeah. Um, Thanks for joining us on the podcast. Yeah, Eric. my pleasure, man. It's great hanging out. That's going to do it for this week, kids. Thanks so much to Eric Casey for being on the show, and thanks to you for listening. Well, next week I'll be at the PCAM convention, and I'm really looking forward to seeing all of the Penguin fans as well as participating at all of the fun events. Things are starting to heat up here around Penguin as we prepare for Black Friday. Nick and I will be having a special podcast episode soon to discuss all of the incredible things we have planned for you. Also, if you haven't heard yet, I'm going to be appearing at the Magic Castle December 11th through the 17th. It should be a really fun time. As always, we're a weekly podcast, so be sure to like and subscribe as well as share your favorite episodes on the social media platform you've been looking up how to program Arduino-based robots on. If you wanted to reach out to me about anything on this week's show, I recommend yelling it at Mario the Maker Magician right before he does his off-Broadway review. It by the way, if you want discounts for that, you can go check them out. Uh, and all you got to do is use the discount code Eric sent me and get a discount on his tickets. But it's mainly his fault for how deeply I've fallen down the robotics hole. I built a robot yesterday that has object detection in it, and I'm so excited because pretty soon I'm going to be building my own combat robots. But if radio-controlled mayhem isn't your bag of candy, you can always hit me up on Instagram at Eric Tate. That's at E-R-I-K-T-A-I-T. From me and everyone else here at the P3 Magic Studios, practice, practice, perform.